We're having sex on the mountaintop. It's all fresh, springy, and misty and green. As we're fucking, a mountain tribe of trolls forms a circle around us. They all have Mickey Mouse t-shirts on like it's their religion or cult. Maybe someone left something like a picture of Mickey Mouse on the mountain, and they have no idea who Mickey Mouse is but formed a myth about it, making him like a god. Anyway, they form a circle around us, spanking each other's asses. This is their form of masturbation. Then we copy them, begin spanking, and they start fucking, copying us in their circle. One of the trolls comes way too fast, prematurely, like it sounds like someone slipping on a banana slip. Aye! While all this is going on, a squirrel that moves very strangely and erratically and has red glowing eyes and is running around breathing fire occasionally. This is apparently a messenger or servant of hell, but no one cares. After all the sex is done and everyone disperses, weird flowers grow where we were fucking, and the chipmunk or squirrel gets fire teleported back to hell and is in trouble. He is chastised because he didn't fulfill his task of guarding the mountaintop in the interests of hell. He was the sole guard of that mountaintop. Since you'll never orgasm like this, I flip you up on top of me, and you maneuver a quick jump in order to bring your handcuffed hands in front of you and start to ride me, shoving the connected part of the handcuffs in my mouth so that your hands are on either side of my face, pushing down, and my mouth is stretched wide, forcing a horrible smile. You fuck getting into your own rhythm, and as we're fucking, you flicker in and out of an alternate reality, like someone was changing the channels back and forth. I see for a moment not you fucking me, but a skeleton in a black robe, without handcuffs on. This flickers back and forth, freaking me out. Then it stays on the skeleton in a big black robe. In one of your skeletal hands you wield a Sith, which is ominously resting the sharp part on my chest. You're the Grim Reaper. I'm scared, but the alien terror is somehow sexy. And I hop up, turn you over, pull down your pants to see your fully human, yellow-painted butt, so I know it's still you. And I pull off your big black hood, and it's you. Your face, except you have cartoon curly mustache crudely drawn on your face with a black marker and cheap plastic vampire teeth in your mouth, which I notice as you open your mouth and stick your tongue out devilishly. I start to fuck you... 
Something about this corny, homemade Halloween getup makes me so horny. And I fuck you there on the floor from behind, howling like a wolf. You're moaning at the top of your lungs. And when we come, I come a protracted, huge, three discreet thrusts. After each thrust, your whole body ripples like the surface of a pond. And you writhe on the floor like you were just electrocuted. I collapse on you like I'm dead. Then I turn into a bat and fly away. But you run to the door, slam it closed, and I have no escape. So I fly straight into your pussy, wiggle my way in, and then I'm completely inside. You can't see me. You lay down on your back understanding exactly what is happening. Using my wings, I start to swim around inside. You're already squirming like a masturbator on the floor, your pelvis going up and down like a big wave. I start to hump the inside of your pussy with my bat dick, massaging the walls of your vagina with my wings all over, squirming around. This feels unimaginably amazing. You wonder why you've never thought of this, and think, this must be how Cleopatra masturbated. With a pile of dead used bats in a bin by her bed, a lazy bat bucket that has to be periodically emptied by some servant who always makes a face like, ugh, I hate this. As I'm doing insane things inside of your pussy as a bat, your pet monkey wakes up, escapes easily from his cage like he does it all the time when you're not looking, and hops onto your torso and starts nibbling one of your nipples, and then you come, as I come, my bat come, and as you come, dormant volcanoes erupt for the first time in thousands of years, satellites get all fucked up, the tides go nuts, and a series of gigantic, mythical-looking deep-sea creatures that no one has seen before wash up dead on the shore. There's a crack in the moon. Natural disasters occur all over the globe. I, the poor bat, collapse out of your vagina, tumble, drenched in your fluids, attempt to flap my soggy, heavy wings in vain, wheezing. The monkey grabs me, puts me on his back like he's giving me a piggyback ride, and drapes my wings around him like a cape. I'm passed out, and starts clapping his hands like one of those wind-up toy monkeys. Then this bat-draped monkey transforms into Patrick Swayze, who is sitting on the floor naked and confused, not knowing how he got there. He gets up, disoriented, and leaves out your apartment door naked. We're fucking on our sides, but you begin to smush my face with the palm of your hand, and Although this has never happened to me before, you are smushing my face as if it were made out of clay, like smushing it into different shapes as we're fucking. This feels great. I am so into this. It's like having a solid face were an obstacle to intimacy. It's just dead weight. You're smushing my face in this aggressive, playful, teasing way and cool and calm about it like it's mere amusement for yourself. I can't quite maneuver out of it, which I know is my part, like I should be trying to wiggle away as, as if I were in a headlock, but it's, it's easy to see how this has loosened me up and made me more comfortable. I was so awkward before. Like I can finally relax, and now my face is being mash-mushed obtusely, and my head is becoming sloppy random shapes while you crack jokes and are naming each shape. I named this the reign of the noodle, the plight of the pogo stick. 
but in your smushing my head, it smushes accidentally into two pieces, and one of the pieces rolls off the bed, and before it falls on the ground turns into a bird who flies around you and lands on your face, just kind of making intense eye contact while you make out with each other. You're pecking up and down the beak while you hold it, and it flaps its wings in giddy excitement, flying in place almost like a hummingbird at a feeding station. I say something through the remaining hole in my deformed mush face in an incomprehensible tongue like like a call to the bird who returns like its name has just been called and lands on top of my mashed mush head and digs its legs in like it's stomping on grapes to make wine and shaking its butt and the clay mush head envelops it while you cry out thinking that I have just killed the bird but then you see that now I have turned into a giant bird and knowing that we can no longer have sex, see me fly around you in circles, my feathers falling slowly. We're in a black hole. It's confusing. It was confusing even before we fell in. We didn't know that empty stretches of outer space were filled with masturbating lost space explorers. Like we kept running into space explorers lost from the rest of their crew, just masturbating by themselves and all these different alien species all over space. Like it's a some common universal issue that people get lost and just masturbate in space endlessly instead of like, I don't know, trying to find their crew or writing a novel about their adventures. I'm like, should we try to revive them? But you're like, it's no use. They're gone. Just leave them. It's sad. Anyway, so we're kissing in the black hole very passionately. So passionately that my eye falls out of my head. Then your eye falls out of your head. And then they get into a relationshipy fight. Yours storms off angrily while mine is apologizing and following yours. Then our other eyes fall out. And your eye goes off to write a play, while mine starts jumping around, doing gymnastic stunts. Now our mouths fall out. But as your mouth falls out, another more essential mouth falls out, each mouth like facial expressions that are really you. And my mouth is laying underneath your waterfall of infinite mouths, wide open, swallowing and gulping down each mouth. Your eye comes back and starts performing the play it wrote and my gymnast eye sits down gleefully with anticipation and watches the play clapping and laughing amusedly, frequently, like an overly supportive mother or father at a child's first play, like, Ooh, that's my eye! Then your playwright eye bows and hops into my socket, and our relationship eyes finally break up and part ways. It's over, good. And your relationship eye hops into my socket, my eyes go into your socket. My gymnast eye catapults both my eyes into your sockets. And now our mouths switch too. So I get your last fallen most essential mouth expression for my mouth spit up by my old open mouth. And you get my mouth. But we can still control phantomly our eyes and mouths on each other's opposite faces bringing each other's opposite heads to kiss. But in kissing, now our noses fall off, and my nose falls on your lap, and your nose falls on my lower back. 
But unaware of this, we take our clothes off and begin to masturbate each other. But my nose squirms its way into your pussy and starts flaring its nostrils and shaking and twisting around, like as if a nose could actually propel itself like a fish in the ocean, inside your pussy, and it's snorting, which makes your pussy queef, and you're like, <laughs> Your nose's nostrils get very, very large. One slides into my asshole. The other nostril swallows my dick, which is now completely inside this enormous balloon-like nostril, squirming and thrusting wildly like your nostril was incredibly horny with its own personality and attitude. Fucking my dick because it comes in three huge nostril thrusts on my dick, and when my dick asks for their phone number, the nose giggles, kisses the top of my dick and my ass cheek, and gets on the skateboard, and literally you never see it again. You end up getting a nose job. My nose is still in your pussy, and finally it prematurely comes while it's swimming around in your pussy. But before it flops out, totally drenched, and you're, you cup your hands and hold it trapped inside your pussy and yell, You're not going anywhere! And it sneezes, sending us flying apart out of the black hole into two different universes but we keep each other's eyes and mouths phantomly controlling them. There is one single, very long strand of hair, starting at the apex of my head, going down, down, into a hell dimension with a lock at the end of it, held by a knot. The key to this lock is hidden underneath one of my teeth, though I, I don't know which one, and the dentist machines are useless, detecting nothing. I'm like, is it underneath? It's, I'm telling you, there's a, there's a key there. And they're like, it, there's nothing. Little elves are dancing and sharpening knives around this lock, deep in this hell dimension, reveling for some mundane reason, like they successfully put one rock on top of another rock. Some are having sex on top of the lock, they have long known which tooth has the lock underneath it, but they can't find a way out of the hell dimension yet, and can't communicate with me. So I start plucking my teeth one by one, until finally it's under the last tooth. I have no teeth left. Bloody-mouthed, I cast the key far into the hell dimension. Take it, you tiny bastards, I scream impotently. They cannot hear. Tiny elves rejoice and stab each other with colorful knives, part of their ritual. They open the lock and inside is a note that reads, True sacrifice is not sacrifice. They worship it like a commandment, and I have no idea what any of this means. We're lost in space in a tiny explorer ship, lost from the rest of our crew. We've made peace with this now, floating endlessly through space, and fuck all the time. We don't know how long we've been floating across space in this pod. Now we're at it and not looking out the window and headed straight towards a large water planet covered totally in water. The planet is one giant ocean? but it's never had any wind or any ripples. 
The whole planet has always been completely still for billions of years since its formation. We turn over to position ourselves, and my butt is much larger now. I've been doing these vigorous space workouts to pass the time. It sits on top of the control panel, opens the ship door up, and we plummet straight down into the water. It is a miracle that this planet is inhabitable for humans. We are so delirious from space travel that we are even fucking in our freefall down towards the water, and as we splash down, we continue fucking in this new ocean floating. Each thrust sends ripples across the entire ocean surface. These hypnotic geometric patterns ripple across the globe. Years later, in our life on this planet, settled here, we have our child that was conceived in freefall, actually, according to our calculations, and we tell her that she is the origin of the waves on this planet, which she explains to all the sea life, calling herself Dr. Fish.